Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm Drell, and I'm joined by Kaylee. Hi, guys. And no game today. And Brandon. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guys didn't hear you. I was uh, I was too busy playing on my Switch OLED and Metroid Dread. Ah, bars! <laughs> OLED and Dread. <laughs> you yes. know, I too, somewhere in this area, have a Switch OLED, and I have not played Dread, so... As I haven't played Dread and you have, although I do have some comments from people who have played Dread because I did want to talk a little bit about Metroid Dread. So, Brandon, please, how has your experience been with Metroid Dread and the Switch OLED? See, I got prize too, even though I Love stole it. it. Love it. <laughs> I also to just throw out just to since since it's already a flex segment anyway, I'm just gonna throw out that I got these these babies in like, wow. yesterday. <laughs> for 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 the audio only listeners, this is the uh, the Metroid Dread amiibos, uh, Samus. From Dread and the Emmy, which is like the main enemy. So yeah, to answer your question, impressions. I'll start with Dread. Um, I haven't played every single 2D Metroid, but I have enjoyed the ones I played. That'd be Zero Mission, Super Metroid, and Fusion. That's almost all of them. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no, the game is a lot of fun. The game controls feel like absolutely freaking fluid. Um, everything looks gorgeous. Like they took that 2D gameplay and just rendered it in like all the, like the backgrounds like it feels like a world lived in world and everything um it doesn't hold your hand too much like there's a little bit of story to make sure you're, you're going and i hear from people that have finished the game that some crazy shit happens near the end i don't know any of that i'm just i'm still pretty early i think relatively speaking. noobs noobs okay. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm enjoying the game a lot it's a, it's, a, it's it's a lot of fun the upgrades are coming it's not easy it's like it's a fair challenge i would say you gotta you do have to be paying attention especially in those Emmy zones, because, you know, those things catch you, it's a one-hit kill, so you gotta, like, sneak by them, and it does, it lives up to its name of dread, because when you're in those zones, especially with the Emmys that can kill you instantly, you do feel that sense of dread. They even, like, uh, the filter of the screen even gets kind of, like, more grainy to give you that attention. The music is, like, understandably creepy. You hear them, like, beeping, like, they're getting closer and closer to you. It's a very appropriate game from October, I must say, because it's it, it does feel quite scary in those segments, so... Yeah, I'm enjoying Dread a lot. Now, as far as the OLED switch is concerned, um, that screen is really something you have to see to believe. Like, it's 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 uh, if you don't play your Switch handheld a lot, I'm going to echo what everyone else is saying, that it's not going to be worth it. But if you do play your Switch handheld, oh, my God, that screen is like a game changer. First of all, it's the Switch itself is around the same size, but the screen has been enlarged. So it, it not only fills the screen more, and then it's like colors are so much brighter. So it's just... It's just night and day difference. Like the colors pop up so more, everything looks so much clearer. It's yeah. If if you if you don't have a switch and are in the market one, I think this is the, the definitely the way to go. And again, if if you do play handheld a lot, I personally think it's worth an investment because it's it really feels premium, man. It it really does. Like Metroid Dread is the main thing I've played since getting the OLED, obviously. But uh, I've also t- dabbled in Animal Crossing a little bit, just a little teensy bit of Smash, and yeah, those games. Those games look really good. I'm hoping to have more time with Animal Crossing very soon. Fingers crossed that direct uh, that tomorrow morning as of this recording has some good stuff, but we shall see. Yeah, unless tomorrow morning. It is tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. I Ooh. will be at work, but hopefully it's Damn. slow enough that I can that I can uh, see it. But uh, <laughs> we shall see. Anyway, that's my impression of the Dread and OLED. Quick little impressions there. I feel like I'm going to have a nosebleed at work tomorrow so I can go home early. And it's not even like weird oh. that i say that because i legit just had one at work and was like, what is that is that nosebleed gonna happen like at night so you just have like just enough time to get home happen to be home for the animal crossing direct maybe i mean um i do want to talk about that a little bit too but first i will say that i also have an oled switch and i for anyone who doesn't know i have an iphone 13 pro max because why the fuck not and um that that too has an oled switch with a 120 hertz refresh rate which is it sounds like something that people won't notice but if you have it in your hands it is one of the most amazing things to just see that refresh rate especially when you have a touch screen and the switch oled is fucking beautiful excuse my language um i am a huge graphics whore and uh that oled screen is just like i was playing um any game that i haven't finished on switch i actually want to go back and play i have not touched my switch for probably as long as kelly has not touched hers which we both know is a very long time so <laughs> I kinda kelly, doubt okay that kelly, kelly when's the last time you touched your switch legit when i was out of town a few weeks ago 
and when's the last time okay. I took mine? A few weeks okay. ago. You see? So right. I yeah, no, I, I can believe that. I can it believe that. Out. I thought it's been. I thought it, it, I thought it was longer since Kelly played hers. That's all. That's why. It checks out. Yeah. So anything that I haven't finished on my Switch, I am 100% now playing handheld because it looks better handheld than it does on the TV. Like, that's just factual. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know that I want to plug my Switch into a TV anymore. And I was one of those people that used to always play on television because I was like, ew, the screen's so tiny. Ew, these graphics are trash. Um, now, the graphics are still trash, but they're pretty trash. Like, they look so good. that it's You know, it's not even trash anymore. It looks good. It just <laughs> looks good. I can't say that it's trash anymore because it looks really, really good. Um, and with that, I'm a, I, I did say I wanted to talk a little bit about Animal Crossing. The only thing I want to talk about it is, Brandon, what can Animal Crossing do to get you to play again daily? Ke- Kelly, did you ever get Animal Crossing? No, right? Okay. Uh, I so missed what, the boat. What can uh, Animal Crossing do to get you to play daily, Brandon? And then I'm going to move right along. Sure. Yeah, it, it does need to have like some major updates, I will say, because if all they're adding is the roost, which I seriously doubt that's the case, That'll get me to play, not even daily, I'll play the day it comes out and maybe a few days afterwards, not necessarily even in succession, just whenever I can gather people to uh, have, uh, just have nice coffee days, that'd be nice. Um, But no, to get me to play daily again, it really does need to have like some major updates. I had mentioned like last podcast that uh, when Animal Crossing New New Leaf had that major update that had all the Amiibo and all the other quality of life stuff, that got me playing for months. So if it's something on that level, it has to be like a lot of like new costumes for your for your uh, for your character. It has to be a lot of um, activities, maybe new villagers, support for the amiibo, like uh, just a lot a lot of different stuff. But beyond just you know, because lately the the updates that Animal Crossing is getting has been like, oh hey, it's Halloween. Here's some uh, pumpkin stuff. It's Christmas. You can get yeah. this stuff. Just it just just like little like a shirt or something or a decoration that gets me playing for a day. And when that comes out, if I think it's cool enough, but then it doesn't get me playing daily. So it does need to be stuff that I would need to take time to like really mm-hmm. go through and everything. And yeah, no, if, if it's, if it's substantial enough, I will be getting back. It'll be, it'll be my daily thing again for at least a little while, but if not a few days, we'll see. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that there's enough of a content bump to get people to play the game again, because uh, basic updates are not enough, especially when it's been over a year and they've been giving us the same events, like the same Halloween event that we did last year is coming this year. And speaking of Halloween events, Kelly wrote a wonderful article on hpcritical.com all about the Halloween event that is not coming to Final Fantasy XIV currently. So definitely check that out. Um, she could tell you more about it, but she'd prefer if you just went and read the article. Um, and speaking of Final Fantasy XIV, Kelly, because I just want to know, have you seen any of the uh, media tour stuff for Endwalker? No, I didn't. Did you know that uh, Final Fantasy XIV has now passed 24 million players and it is the most profitable profitable Final Fantasy ever? That I did know. I knew that it had at one point had like up to, I thought it had up to like 30 million players or subscribers at once and it had 3 million players a day which I thought that was impressive. It, it passed WoW. Like, I think they, like, switched places. WoW's lost, like, half its fan base. Um, and a lot of those people came to Final Fantasy XIV because it's fucking amazing. Like, who wouldn't? Like, fuck WoW. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know what you think of that turn. Um, you know, you know you, I would like to say something about that real quick because I, 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 also, I also saw the story, like, pretty recently. And I just want to say... Not, not only is the is it awesome that 14 has become the most profitable Final Fantasy in the series, that's just such a great comeback story because anyone who's been following the history of 14 knows that first launch for the PC that came out of that game back in 2011 was like the most disastrous launch in Final Fantasy history, arguably, to the point where... Not even where, arguably, literally... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 you're right, yeah, because they, they was, like, there was articles coming out... 10 years ago saying that that launch had damaged the Final Fantasy brand. It was that bad. It wasn't even articles. It was literally the Square Enix president at the time said that the Final yes. Fantasy brand was destroyed because of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, but, you know, Yoshi P, fucking amazing guy. He's working yeah. on Final Fantasy sixteen. Super excited for that. Uh, concurrently with Final Fantasy fourteen, So it's going to yeah. be very interesting. You know, I, I actually was watching some of the, views from, um, the interviews from the media tour and 
I thought of Kelly actually because not because it was Final Fantasy 14, but one of the people had asked him, you know, what inspired him in making Final Fantasy 14, and he said, of course, the Final Fantasy games because anyone, any developer in JRPG, uh, any developer in Japan who's making a JRPG is, of course, a fan of the Final Fantasy games. But mm. interestingly enough, he also said that he's inspired by Call of Duty. And I was like, what? Really? Call of Duty? Yes. And he went on to mention that. And this is why I was like, this is totally Kelly. Now it all makes sense. She likes shooters. She likes Final Fantasy 14. The guy who made the games that he was inspired by, it all makes sense. Um, but he said that he was inspired by uh, games like Call of Duty because essentially they're like this hero going to save the world with his friends, with their friends. And that's basically what you do in almost every Final Fantasy game. And he was like, the only difference is that it's a first person shooter. But other than that, same concept and i was like that's a way to see it because i totally didn't certainly that way but it's yeah. definitely a way to see it um but yeah props to them of course yoshi p does not like the comparisons to wow um he finds them irritating he wants both things to succeed because he's just such a nice guy um, he is a nice guy and, and he's also got a record saying that you know it, for final fantasy 14 is an mmo and of course if you're making an mmo in the modern age you have to take some at least take some lessons from wow and he's admitted that yeah you know what he likes wow he's he he they gave him this job because he likes final fantasy he knows final fantasy and he likes wow and he knows wow so he just took all that knowledge together and steered the ship that was the train wreck that was the original 14 launch and put it back on course and obviously we've seen the results of that so i think it turned out pretty well yes and uh super excited for n walker november 14th i believe is the 19th. release date 19th okay see i don't That's even know close Wait, i'm 19th? super excited and have no idea the yeah, same, that's the same release day as Pokemon. Wow. <laughs> Didn't really? we say that before? Yeah, I think. As, yeah, that, yeah, as soon as those came out of my mouth, I was like, yeah, we've said. Oh, talked. no, it's coming out on the 23rd. Oh, uh, okay. Was it was it a 19th or one point? Because I know we did say that. I feel like it was the 19th at some point, but. Okay. Or maybe yeah. I just thought that. Or maybe put, Pokemon. Maybe we just got. Maybe, I yeah. Maybe. Oh, wait. Early access start date is November nineteenth. Okay. So November nineteenth okay, with early access. So if you pre-order, um, yeah, you get it November nineteenth. But if not, twenty third. So I because I did talk about Switch and I did talk about my iPhone. Don't know if you guys heard, but Apple is readying a handheld console to compete with the Nintendo Switch. This is from gmsarena.com. And it says, quote, remember when Apple launched a gaming console? Well, according to a new report, the company will try to do it again, but this time it will aim to go mass market and dethrone the Nintendo Switch. The report says Apple's console will be a hybrid device, a combination of Switch and Sony's PS5. That's probably because it's supposed to work with Apple's rumored AR VR headset. The source also claims that Apple has kickstarted the development of several titles and has major studios on board in fact it's alternatives to Breath of the wild and mario odyssey are almost ready to go some speculate that the covid19 outbreak ruined apple's plans but there's a chance the console will see broad daylight soon um very interesting so i don't know if you guys have checked out um apple arcade before but apple arcade has some really great games on there that have gotten some really decent reviews from some other gaming websites you know it has um God, I can't remember the name of it, but there is a game on there by the creators of Final Fantasy. Um, Battle Fantasia? Fantasma? I don't, I don't remember the name, but they have a bunch of exclusive titles on there, and they have a bunch of clones of other games on there. Um, there's a golf game on there that people love, so I'm not surprised if this is a real thing. I wouldn't be surprised that they have some, you know, serious studios ready to go behind them because they also have a million dollars <laughs> ready to throw at whatever studio um any interest in this would you be interested in something like this uh, i'm sorry i was just trying to look up the, the, the name of that game because i know exactly what you're talking about but i can't i think it's fantasian though yes i think, I think that the is game. the name okay yeah so yeah um pre-apple arcade i would have had like no faith in this thing if i'm being perfectly honest because you know um, Apple before Apple Arcade, you know, uh, you know the Apple and both Android and iOS both had like a lot of mobile games and stuff like that, and we've seen a lot of um, micro consoles like the Ouya try to do like uh, you know basically take mobile games and put them into like a console format, and it didn't really work out because a lot of people the whole point of people like playing mobile games is the convenience of playing it on their phone, which they already have on them at all times, but. With Apple Arcade being in the equation now and them actually releasing some legitimately good games on that platform, 
Um, that actually would inspire me to actually take a look at this because I don't own uh, like Apple products, but I do have interest in the Apple Arcade because I do recognize that there are some good games out there. There's a Castlevania game that came out recently called Grimoire of Souls that I'm hearing good things about as well. You know, that there's some, there's some legitimate quality coming to Apple Arcade. And, you know, for someone like me who doesn't otherwise own a product that would just want to play those great games that are on the Apple Arcade, this would be something that would interest me. And I think just because that exists, I think there's going to be a lot of more interest than people might expect on the platform itself. And if they said they have their equivalent to a uh, birth of the Wild, what was the other game that you said? Uh, Mario so, Odyssey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they have their quote uh, equivalent to breath of the, uh, breath, of the Odyssey. breath of the wild and Odyssey uh, ready for Apple. And they actually turn out really well. Then they do have, they're looking at some killer apps potentially for this, for this, uh, for this console. So we have to see more obviously, but I think there's a, I could do better than I think people might assume it would. Kelly, anything? Any interest? Uh, not really. I mean, to be honest, like to get me to buy something handheld and actually play it is like not ever gonna happen. I I don't. I I just I don't see the point. Like, I'll wait, Kelly. If I'm away from my house, that's aren't it. you buying the Steam Deck? I pre-ordered it. Are you gonna buy it? I mean, I might. Wouldn't that be a handheld? device yeah i don't think that'll play it i mean it'll be oh, cool okay. to have okay <laughs> it'll be cool to have if it even comes out uh, if it even comes out and i'm supposed to get an email about it and order it i don't even know if that'll happen like you know it's not like i've put down the 500 bucks yet so whatever we'll see if i get it when it comes out or if i still even care but like i don't a handheld console is just not something that is interesting to me and i think mm -hmm. that just making mimics of really popular games is kind of uninspired. I mean, they're like, oh, we have our equivalents to these games. Like, make your own fucking games. Like, <laughs> you know, like come up with something new. Like, why are you copying whatever they're doing? I mean, I guess because Nintendo is super successful and handheld makes sense. I'm not, it was rhetorical. I'm not really asking, but like, do something new. A handheld console is not new. Like, you're announcing it after the Steam Deck after a brand new Switch just came out. Like, I guess maybe they're riding this wave and that might be a good idea, but like, how many handheld consoles are they expecting people to fucking buy? It better come out before one of them. Like, I'm glad you brought money up that, is gonna be spent. I'm glad you brought up that point because as you were talking, something just occurred to me as well that I didn't consider until just now. Um, and it actually reminds me back in like 2010 specifically when, the Square Enix had the, or Nomura had the audacity to release two New Kingdom Hearts games, one on DS and one on PSP, and both of them be connected to the overall story. Boy, am I glad we don't live in those days anymore, <laughs> but that's a, that's an aside. Um, but basically, yeah, you know, and we're in an age where if someone's enthusiastic enough about the game industry, they'll buy multiple consoles. They'll have a PlayStation, they'll have a Switch or, a, or an Xbox. Most people, like, if you're, like, into the games, like, like it, you don't want to, like, miss out on the exclusives, you'll have more than one system, is what I'm saying. Handhelds is not as common for people to have more than one handheld handheld system because the whole point is to take it with you. No one wants to be taking a DS and a PSP with them when they're going out. It's like you're gonna pick one. And, and to be honest, they're not that cheap anymore. Like they're like three four hundred dollars no. now. The Steam Deck is five hundred dollars for even just the mid range one. It's not like just buying like oh this Nintendo DS for two hundred bucks. It's like. We're talking a different tier here where it's handheld and that's great, but like how many of these am I gonna buy? Like you said, am I gonna have a D I'm gonna have a switch in one pocket and a Steam Deck in the other and be playing on my Apple? Like I don't, yeah. I don't you know. I know, I know <laughs> Christy at one point was like was like uh at, like this is years ago, but she was uh, she was mentioning about like, okay, so for this trip that I'm taking to this place, I'm gonna take my 3DS and my Switch and my phone or whatever is like I was like you are like the only person I know who, who does these things like take multiple handhelds for these trips because no one else really does that if they're playing like a particular game on the DS they'll take that or playing PSP but again that's not a common thing people don't take multiple handhelds with them very few people buy like multiple handhelds just for that reason and especially <laughs> now that we're in a state where mobile games are just getting more improved so a lot of people you know if they want handheld gaming they can just use their mobile device and be done with it the switch yeah. is or the switch is doing as well as it was because it is that hybrid and it has like kind of like these more uh you know quote high-end games for like uh mobile for on the on the go essentially 
But again, Steam Deck is coming out, so you'll have Steam Deck games on the go very soon. And now if Apple's going to be doing this, and you'll have like Apple Arcade games on the go. And I guess that would be the main appeal of it, honestly, because again, I really don't think people's going to buy a whole ass handheld to play games they could play on their phone, you know, unless yeah, they just really want. That's the other thing I didn't. So, I, like Kelly brought up a, a bunch of great points, and they're basically I'm going to kind of reiterate them because I completely agree with everything she said. Um, the first thing is how many handhelds, right? Are we going to purchase? Because mm-hmm. the, the Steam Deck works, I think, because it works specifically for someone like me, because I don't do PC well, right? Like, I, I don't want to, I don't, ha- I'm using my laptop now. Like, I don't have a dedicated desktop and a desk where yeah. I'm going to sit down There's and like a need. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. would need that. The Switch is like the only way to play Nintendo right now. Mm-hmm. What's the need for the Apple one? You already have the games on your phone, you know? Anyways, go on, sorry. And, no, no, that's also where I was going. So this iPhone 13 Pro Max and my old Nintendo Switch have the same screen size. Legit, this is the screen size of the Switch. Like it just, just add fucking side things and like the screen size is exactly the same. So I don't need to buy an apple style console because i'm already using my phone to do the same thing so would it make any sense um now unfortunately now the screen is actually smaller than the oled screen because you know the oled screen's bigger now uh, but this, this phone is literally the same size as my my switch which is fucking first of all ridiculous but secondly it's a powerhouse it is literally going to play anything on apple arcade already not to mention mm-hmm. If you want to play on your TV, you can go buy an Apple TV for like a hundred bucks. I don't know how much they are. Don't quote me, but you can buy an Apple TV for like a hundred bucks um, and plug in any of your controllers, your Xbox, or I don't know about Xbox, but I know all the PlayStation controllers, including the PS5's DualSense, all work with um, Apple TV. So you can just play it like it's a real console on your TV already. So I'm not sure if this rumor is, you know, going to be, you know, con- like uh, confirmed I just don't see who would buy it. I don't know who the audience is for it. It's just so weird. And um, you know what is interesting? Mm. That at Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, is coming out (laughs) soon with GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas for mobile platforms. And it's supposed to be coming this year. Have you guys played any of those games? How are you feeling about this trilogy coming out for modern consoles? I'll be real with you. Five was actually the very first Grand Theft Auto game I owned. I'm not going to say I've never played like the uh, three trilogy because friends owned them and I dabbled in them. But five was the first one I owned, played and finished. So and now that I have, I'm more interested in checking out this. I don't know if I'll do it immediately, but I'm more interested in checking out this trilogy now than I would have if I had never played five. Um, I know Grand Theft, when I hear from fans, Grand Theft Auto three specifically doesn't age as well. Um, but San Andreas and Vice City are the ones that like people that play them like constantly talk about. They hold them in like such high re- regard and whatnot. I think those are the ones that are gonna that's really gonna like drive the sales for those who are nostalgic for those games. And maybe some people that played five and want to see what some of the older games were like. I just I just worry that a lot of them will be in for awakening when they play three specifically because I just hear that game doesn't have a lot of features. It doesn't have a lot of freedom compared to what you got in Vice City and San Andreas. Bro, this is this news is so annoying to me. I love San Andreas, by the way. I played that shit so much on like PS2, whatever the fuck it was on. I played it so much. Um, it was the first one I think that had multiplayer. It was the first one that I remember had multiplayer. So my friends and I would play it together. You know, we just run over. Never mind. We just had a lot of fun. <laughs> like the point is, so you played it like everyone else did. I played it like <laughs> everyone else did, and we had a lot of fun. But I'm really annoyed by this news of why, like, it is literally like Rockstar is doing anything they can <laughs> to not work on another Grand Theft Auto game. That's what I was about to say. Like, like, so this is what Rockstar's been like, working on, what? not Grand Theft Auto 6? Like, come on. It's literally like, all right, we're going to give them five over and over and over again, bring it a new consoles promise stuff they already did and then when 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 you know they're tired of it we're just gonna pull out the nintendo nostalgia train and throw three the old ones and, and hey guys and san andreas and vice city and tell them play these now like what this is so hey guys crazy. the floor the I'm, I'm lifting myself the floor is making grand theft auto 6 
that clearly it's oh god crazy. i can't see <laughs> no one asked for this well i guess people did ask for it no people like, did ask for this it's just they wanted six why more why do y'all want this go emulate it's, it's like, like it's like 80 people are like, i know i shouldn't have said like, that just kidding don't do that. like there's if there's like 100 people in a room 80 people are like make grand the final six uh and the 20 just... people the 20 people are like make three. Oh, we want to make three we got you <laughs> I was just baffled. Like, why? I still, I don't know why. I mean, I guess I do know why. It's a cash grab, obviously. It's easy money without having to work really hard for it. Uh, And I shouldn't say that either because I don't know how hard it is to remaster these games. I'm sure it was a lot of work. But yeah, I don't know what's going into these definitive editions. Like, have we seen screenshots of this at all? I don't know. Are they remastered or are they just re released? They're they're called the definitive edition. So I'm assuming they're added to remastered. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I want to see what, like, are they literally just porting the PS2 games over or are they like, I don't know. Shining it up. Honestly, like, like it might have been three, but like that shit looked terrible. Like it did. even for its time, I feel like it didn't look great. Like I, I can't remember because I used to just watch my cousin. I wasn't allowed to play Grand Theft Auto. Oh, um, you know. Um, well, I guess I could have. Uh, whatever. I didn't really want to. Um, no, nothing for me. I had Simpsons hit and run. What do I need fucking Grand Theft Auto for? I still cars and that. Like whatever. <laughs> there um, you go. So, but like I feel like. I don't know looking back at those games like i could just imagine like you know the really like blocky tattoos yes, yes. and the shirtless guy just like yes. you know i i don't that's what i'm picturing three specifically like i like think like where the face is like it's just it's just a like block. nothing yeah it's a block but it looks like there's a face there and there's yep. not like that's what i'm picturing but i hope they uh-huh. So, else. so this article, which is from GameInformer.com, written by Marcus Stewart, says, "quote Marcus Stewart, excuse me, says quote um, the trilogy, the definitive edition features a swath of graphical and gameplay improvements to the three games that cemented GTA as a household name. Rockstar doesn't share what those specific enhancements are, but promises to mm. reveal more information in the coming weeks. Regardless of the upgrades, Rockstar states that the games still retain their classic look and feel." Okay. So there you go. Come in 2022 for uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and also coming to iOS and Android during the first half of 2022. So you'll also be able to play it on your phone. Cool. Um, I don't sweet. like hearing that it retains the same classic look. I also want to know what the upgrades are. I don't like that they're not telling me. What it's, are you going to say? Just a quick note. It's crazy that the, the, the like, I, I, that you I can run that on your run. phone. Not that I was gonna say that it's even coming to Switch because I think the last Grand Theft Auto game that came to a Nintendo platform was Chinatown Wars for the DS. Mm. That was like over a decade ago, but so it's been a minute. I still think it's crazy you can play these games on a cell phone now. Like, play yeah. you can play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on a cell phone. That is still mind-boggling, but that also just shows you how old I am. <sighs> Anywho. Okie dokie. So next up from VG247.com, Marvel's Avengers is breaking promises and angering fans with paid boosts. Um, but what really matters is balance. Despite pre-launch promises, Marvel's Avengers now has paid, e- uh, paid XP boosts, but that doesn't really matter if the balance is correct from Alex Donaldson over at VG247.com. Um, so first things before I go into this, how do you guys feel about paid EXP boosts in video games, period, like in general? If it's multiplayer, no. Like if okay. you're against others, I don't really like that. But like it's like a single player game or something. I don't give a shit. Like, all right. Like if you're going to pay money for XP, then I don't know. I mean, I would probably almost do that. Yeah, actually, <laughs> they, wait, they have that. You can like yeah. do level skips in a bunch of games. So yeah, yeah I guess I don't really care. Brandon? Yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, in general, it's uh, I'm kind of on, on board with what Kelly said in the original one of his single player game. I, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't unless it's like a huge time saver and I actually care about the game. But more often than not, I probably wouldn't. But if it's multiplayer, then it's just like it's it just kind of becomes pay to win at that point because you're uh, especially if the game. If this was implemented early, this would be kind of gross because that would mean early players would just get the advantage over the person who who want to put the time in. At this point, though, like barring the fact that they said they wouldn't be doing it, barring that for a second, just saying that it's coming in now, all that means to me is that's like the people that have actually stuck around with Avengers all this time have put in the time to be good. And I guess a few new people want to come with their XP boost to 
be at the same level, whatever, I guess. So specifically on this game, they promised that the only content that would be paid would be aesthetic. Um, right, it would just be aesthetic mm-hmm. only additions. Um, and technically, some people are saying now they've broken their promise by offering these exp boosts, which are going to ostensibly allow you to level up quickly and access endgame content fast, right? And like Kelly said, that's in other games. Um, but the problem is there was a promise that this wouldn't happen. Um, and now it's happening. And Marvel's Avengers is a multiplayer game. You can play with friends, um, but uh, you play cooperatively with friends. So I, I'm assuming that would make a difference. Like you're not mm-hmm. sure, necessarily going against anyone. So your yeah. XP boost is only going to help your friends. Um, it can't really hinder anyone in the online stratosphere, but this is also me guessing because I haven't played this game literally since launch. Um, but how do you feel about a company saying that they're only going to do this and then offering something like this, even if it's not necessarily bad, but also to, to just tie this up, they did say that all the DLC is going to be free. And so far, uh, they have continued to keep that promise, which is that those DLC packs are still free. Um, just now you can buy aesthetics and XP boosts. How do you feel about the company going back on their word in this instance? I mean, they had to do something because their game was not really, you know, great (laughs) and like it kind of was not it's like not really been like good I don't know I'm trying to say it nicely I can't uh people aren't very happy so I think that I don't know they tried to probably make people happy like oh you can level boost like don't worry about it but like people are like you said we weren't gonna have this like uh uh, pick your poison it's more like yeah like I said like pick your poison on this because if people want to like boost past the shit content that you've put out and get to the good stuff or new stuff i don't know how it works in this game like okay comparing it to final fantasy 14 like i want to get to end game content if i do a level boost i can do that like that's something i don't know in this game like what is their max level content like i just thought it was kind of story based no, so there's like there's kind of like two modes because you have a story mode and you have a multiplayer mode, but okay. like there are still in game like uh, if we're comparing it, there are still like in game raid sections that you can do with friends, kind of like yeah. Destiny. Um, yeah. but to do those, you would have to you know level up. But th- to me, the best part of the game is the story mode because the rest of it is not good to me. Yeah. So okay. I wouldn't even want to skip that. But also, this was interestingly happening after the game came out for free on Game Pass. So a lot of people are speculating, hmm, maybe oh. this is their way to make some extra money while they've got all these new players that are playing it for free. So maybe it's not even a nice thing, or maybe they just want everyone on Xbox to be able to catch up and start playing some of the end game stuff that they're working on. It makes know. sense when the game has been out for a while that people don't want to have to grind through all of that content to get mm-hmm. to the end game things. I mean, that makes sense to me. And especially because yeah. we don't, who has the fucking time? Everyone's going back to work right just, you know everyone's like nobody's like got to stay home anymore like yep. i don't have hours and hours and hours i mean i work from home fuck me but um i don't have hours and hours and hours to devote to playing through content that may or may not be total garbage you know yep. who knows yep and i think it's also depending on the person right so like i personally really enjoy the final fantasy 14 story i've never skipped anything i've read everything just because i have friends that have also been like really into it and read it and been like don't skip this read this there's going to be like a 40 minute cut scene but it's going to be fucking amazing and like i'm one of those people that will watch and read all of that and that makes my progress twice the time as someone else who is just going to skip everything and i think that's yeah. totally okay because if you just enjoy the gameplay for what it is, you shouldn't have to, you know, sit through a bunch of quests between Heaven's Word and store a uh, 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 base game in Heaven's Word, which I mean, you have to do anyway, but like there are story skips, right? So like there's mm-hmm. a bunch of content that MMOs get that, you know, is kind of just bland. And the fact that you can skip through that, if that's your thing, is awesome. Um, now Kelly and I are able to play together and I've been playing for years. She's been playing for months and we're still able to do, you know, uh, uh, high level stuff together. I'm a level 71 now, so I'm coming for you. You see, you see? So like, the f- and, and you you use some story skip, no? No. Oh, you didn't? You played. used the level skip? Yeah, so I'm in Stormblood. I didn't use a skip at all. Oh, so you just see, she just blasted through. I'm just grinding, bitch. I'm just grinding. <laughs> like, 
that's amazing she could have i think david used one right i yeah, think david used the story yeah so like cheater our, no it's totally fine our friend david's able to just you know skip on just to play with us and i think that's totally yeah. cool so i don't think people should complain about this i don't think it's a big deal it's not a detriment to anyone i'm sorry brandon did you have anything to say on this uh not too much more just to just to say this that um you know on the surface the the idea of having the level skip is is fine again it's an optional thing um if it gives players the option to do that content like no one's forced to use this by any means you could just totally just do that time to level up and get up to your friends if that's what you why you want to do it or you just want to get to again quote the good content of marvel's avengers uh but as far as the whole thing about them saying that this wasn't going to happen and them doing it anyway i mean again it's not a huge deal but this game already has so much ill will from fans who just it was disappointing to it wasn't what they wanted let's just be real and then there's very few people that have really stuck with it. So adding this on top of it, it's just, it's like, it's already, it's already, it's already piling onto it to, to what already it has. I feel like that if this game had been like a big success, something like this, some people would have been like, Oh, that's kind of gross, but they would be like, ah, whatever, fuck it. But because this game already has like all this like bad press and bad will, people mm-hmm. just use like, Oh shit. Another reason this game sucks. Don't play it. You know, it is what it is. I guess I'm going back on their word to actually answer the question. That is kind of shitty, but like you said, now it's free on game pass. It's like, are you really complaining that they're trying to make some money? It's you're getting it for like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess if you you paid for it, you'd be kind of pissed, but um, I paid for it full price. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did not pay full price. Just kidding. Who bought it for you? Just I I Um, bought it myself. (laughs) I just got discounts. Okay. By finger discounts. What? Oh, Um, no. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't, where, I don't those, even... where those fingers go? It wasn't me. No. Okay. Figure that change face. I don't even know how to follow that. Anyways, my, my face, my face is like turning as red, red as Jarrell's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going red. Oh my God. Kelly's very, Kelly's super red right now. Uh, oh my goodness, that's great. That happens. What a, you know, <laughs> okay. wow, that was unexpected. Woo. My hands are so pale. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so I yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would have wanted to pay full price. No one steals video games, by the way. We don't. Um, yeah, we totally. I give people video games to be honest. I also. I do the opposite <laughs> of stealing them. I literally, literally buy extra. Phasmophobia. <laughs> oh yeah. Literally, she gives yeah. them phasmophobia. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. Anyways, um. But anyways, let's just... I gifted her on. Final Fantasy VII. And guess what? Both of us are not playing the games we bought each other. So there's that. <laughs> I think I saw a spoiler for Final Fantasy VII. Why would you do this to me? No, I was just lo- I was just looking at pictures of Sephiroth. Stop Whatever. searching stuff until you finish the game. Well, I, I wasn't searching anything. I was looking at our reaction video to Sephiroth. And uh-huh. as I scrolled down in the suggested videos... It had something, and I think, oh. does it have to do with Sephiroth? Because I'm pretty sure that I saw something, and I'm like, is this real? Because I mean, there's a lot of things that have to do with Sephiroth, so I don't know what it was. Yeah, okay. um, but I, now you hell, I, I played Fortune Street last night, and Sephiroth was there. Well, see, he's everywhere. He's <laughs> everywhere. Fortune Street, like he's. I'm everywhere. not complaining, but I sometimes forget that he's a bad guy. I mean, you know, once you find out more, maybe you won't even think he's a bad guy. Who knows? Well, I mean, I'm not. Not that I'm saying I'm not into that. I'm just saying <laughs> I mean, that I think he's going to do things that are bad. And, well, you know, eh, cholo. And that's um, me, so, ugh. Um. That's the real problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so th- I'm going to move on from this, but um, okay. <laughs> the last thing I was going to say about this is the only time that I don't like when games offer EXP boost on sale is for things like Tales of Arise, because that game mm. leveling is really hard in it like it is not it, it, like you will take hours of grinding to level up and then there's this just little enticing like 5.99 xp boost just sitting on the mm. playstation store and it's like why the fuck y'all made this game like this like i don't have the time to grind like fuck you guys but i also spent 60 bucks i don't want to spend another 10 dollars on some shit that I could do on my own. That's the only time that I don't like EXP boosts is when they make it like hard and you don't have the time. So yeah. you're kind of forced to like, and, and you're not forced. Like they're not, you know, 
they're not forcing me, but every time I go rest, there's this lovely little DLC thing. And it's like, hey, come buy this or come do that. Well, it makes like, I don't know what kind of game that is, but it makes sense with like a Final Fantasy 14 or maybe even, you know, what was it? Marvel's Avengers that was doing this. Like, it makes sense if there's raid content and content that's not really the same all the time. Like you can do these raids and they won't be the same. Like it makes sense if you're trying to level skip to like, grind through content when there's thousands thousands of hours of content you yeah. know but in a game like tales of arise how much content they don't want you to be able to just they want it to be hard so you're playing it for a long time this game is I, already like 150 plus hours to finish oh, it is a long well, ass single player jrpg like okay. well like, then never mind like fuck i i literally am like 35 40 hours in and i was talking to friend of the show uh david and um who was on the podcast uh and he was like because I, I was checking out his review that he wrote for tales of arise which you should also check out and um he he was like where are you and i told him he was like you're only one fifth of the way there i was like bitch it's been 40 hours what do you mean one fifth of the way there i will never finish this fucking game it's crazy and so now i just want to buy exp boost because they're right there and I don't have all the time. Um, so moving on, Pokemon. Pokemon Arceus is Arceus, 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 whatever. Arceus. Okay, Arceus. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, Pokemon Arceus was uh, speculated as the first open world Pokemon only to find out um, that it is not open world. From Game Informer, the Pokemon company has released a new statement that indicates Pokemon Legends Arceus will feature Monster Hunter-like exploration amidst fan speculation that the game won't be fully open world. So um, disappointing to hear. I really Really thought it was going to be a cool open world video game it's not i have nothing else to say on the matter yeah no i i, I so the first the very first trailer when they revealed this game's existence did make it seem like it was going to be open world a lot of people made breath of the wild comparisons for example but that second trailer that they did at that recent like pokemon direct definitely made it a lot seem it was going to be a lot more like monster hunter to really? me yeah because they because when they were explaining in the trailers that you have this Jubilife village, you go there and accept quests, and then you go out into the overworld. I was, me and a lot of people were like, yeah, that sounds a lot like Monster Hunter. And even mm -hmm. the fact that you're crafting like items, stuff like that, that this is probably going to be more Monster Hunter than Breath of the Wild. And sure enough, they confirmed it. So I could see if it was, if, 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 if people didn't connect the dots, I could totally see how that could be a disappointment that if you expected this big open world game and then it's more, you know, mission segmented. based. And that's yeah. exactly segmented and mission based. But for me, like, I had already kind of pieced that much together. So I was like, oh, this is more Monster Hunter based. Okay, that's fine. I, I, to me personally, I know people have been really, really waiting patiently for this open world Pokemon game. And it looks like this is not going to quite be it. It's a step that direction, but it's not quite there. I don't personally mind the, the, this the direction. Actually, I, it kind of makes me a little relieved. I, like, I don't know, with Pokemon, I'm willing, I, I've played open world games before, but with Pokemon, I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm okay with them taking the baby steps to get to this open world we kind of got a little bit of it with sword and shield that was not an open world game but when you got into that wild there you got this like big open space and that was i think was like a preview like between that and arceus i think we are starting to get game freak really starting to experiment with that open world pokemon game yeah. and honestly if this is another step toward that direction they don't feel ready to go all to dive right into the pool they want to take another step down that ladder to get into the pool more power to them. I don't want them to rush in and be terrible. Let's just, and this will be fine. I'm, I know Monster Hunter fans are going to eat this up, and there's a lot of them. I'm not a per personally a Monster Hunter fan myself, but with Pokemon, I think it'll be a lot more accessible for me to jump into. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm disappointed. Uh, I thought the wild area is cool, but I'm disappointed. Um, speaking of disappointing things, actually, this might not even be disappointing, so I probably shouldn't have done the segue, uh, but you might know how I feel about it. Speaking of disappointing things, DC's new Superman, John Kent, comes out as bisexual. Now, you might be wondering why Joel thought it was disappointing. I don't think that's disappointing. I just think it's disappointing that he's Superman. So I have this thing where yes. after, yeah. after a while, I do feel like, you know, characters should have their own um ownness like they should have their own you know um, we shouldn't replace already established characters with new characters and then change them so like for example it's like this is superman but now the new superman is bisexual but that's not superman that's his son that is what annoys me i think it's cool that she's bisexual i guess i don't i don't know i don't read the comics how do you guys feel about superman's son john kent being bisexual i also didn't know that that this was a thing and like uh well I had heard about a little bit about it before you brought up a story, but I was like, John Kemp being Superman, bisexual, was like, the, the big surprise was like, 
there's a new Superman. I know. <laughs> I like, look like bisexual. He had a like, what? Like, like, <laughs> like his, his son's bisexual. Great, awesome. He's Superman. <laughs> like, I that's 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 what I was like. I was like, why does he have Super Boy, Super Them, Super however well, he identifies, Super Them, <laughs> like, however he identifies. I don't know. Why <laughs> Superman? I guess he's man. Yeah. I guess he's super. Super person. Super this person. Is the, and this, this is super dick goes boys and girls. Oh yes, it does. Anyway, <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, oh, I can't believe I said that. I'm so sorry. You did. <laughs> anyway, super Superman. Like uh, this is where I get for reading the comments. I guess like anytime, anytime I watch like a DC or a Marvel movie and I see a name I don't recognize. Obviously, I don't do this in theaters. But if I'm like watching the show or I'm watching the movie later, I'll be like, Hey, that sounds like a name that could be a comic thing. Let me look it up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow, this character did Spoilers. all this shit. That's fucking crazy. Um. So for the, so John Kent, like I watched the show Superman and Lois. In that show, Superman and Lois have two sons, twin sons, uh, Jonathan Kent and Jordan Kent. Um, so maybe though the, the, this is a, that's something that was introduced from the comics, and then maybe they're planning on having their character Jonathan Kent be bisexual later and become Superman. But the problem is, is like um, in Superman and Lois, Jordan is the one that has the powers. Jonathan does not have powers. So unless they're planning on like maybe having Jordan be bisexual or Jonathan having powers later. I don't know what the fuck they're doing in the show, but that's besides the point. Okay, um, you as far as they lost me, like, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> they got, they got, they got into a tangent, but uh, suffice to say, Jonathan can't be Superman and being bisexual. Who well, I guess it's just I, it, like, I, it's something I didn't really know until like recently. And I was just like, Oh, oh okay. Cool. I guess. Do you guys want an interesting tidbit? What's up? A little behind the scenes info on Jarrell. Yes. Podcast. You might actually already know this, but uh, do you guys know Superman's dad's name? Yeah. Jonathan Kent. No. Jarrell. His name yeah. is Jarrell. Did you know that oh. I was Loki named after him because of my dad? Wait, my, really? It's funny because my, my dad's Jor-El? my yeah. dad's middle name is Jarrell. <laughs> Probably um, named after Superman. <laughs> I don't think that's my mom. Uh, okay with it still but hey here we are uh, anyway there you go so yeah just call me superman anyway super dad, <laughs> super dad. It's, it's it's like it's like that trailer you remember the the trailer for hobbs and shaw where it's like you just said was just like look at me i'm black superman i'm just like that's oh I'm yes yes <laughs> i i do remember you should have just said it yeah. i don't know yeah. it was him and some white dude no uh, 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 was the villain in hobbs and shaw Jason so, yeah. Statham? Uh, yeah, Jason Statham and, and, uh, the, and, the, and The Rock were the main characters of that movie, yeah. There we go. Speaking of movies, it. thanks for the segue, um, Epic yeah. Moles Fortnite movie as it launches Entertainment Division. This is from, where is this from? Eurogamer.net, written by Tom Phillips. A Fortnite feature film is being considered as part of plans for a new Epic Games Entertainment Division. Kelly, why are you laughing? I didn't finish the story. I'm not laughing. I'm, 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 I'm cringing. Funny. Oh, literally. okay, okay. I'm just, as you started in the story, I was just like, I'm, I'm imagining Chris Pratt once again getting cast in a video oh game movie. This time, this time, this time as Jonesy oh and, him, and him having a dance-off scene like he did in Guardians of the Galaxy. Using the Fortnite dance. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the movie into <laughs> scripted video programming was reported today by the information um, as a website um, and comes as Epic's revenues have been hit by its inability to expand further on iPhones and Android devices. So just a little backstory on that. Um, Apple now has the ability to decide whether they will allow Fortnite to come back after the uh, settlement. And they said no so far. So um, Epic, uh, Epic Games is no longer still, once again, still no longer able to uh, profit from iPhones. And Google recently also hit them with a lawsuit. I don't know the details about it. Um, we'll talk about it on another podcast, maybe. But um, therefore, they're also not expanding on Android devices either. So uh, uh, Fortnite is not on mobile, which was a huge market for them so they're definitely yeah. feeling the uh, money hit from that huge market of mobile gamers that were really into Fortnite and apparently uh, quote a push into the entertainment sector would bolster Epic's coffers and a Fortnite movie has reportedly already been discussed um, 
A trio of top Lucasfilm employees have joined Epic Games this year, uh, the, uh, the information the website notes, uh, including the film studio's former VP of physical production, Jason McGatlin. Um, he now serves as president of Epic's mysterious special project division. There we go. So people are assuming that since they had this trio of Lucasfilm developers, um, who obviously are from Lucasfilms, uh, and they're looking for a way to make more money, uh, it only makes sense that the secret project is going to be a Fortnite movie. And it makes sense. They have some really, you know, pretty decent animations, <laughs> if I do say so. Like, I've watched them before. They look pretty cool. Um, if you did a movie like that and, you know, you took the lawsuit thing and turned it into a feature film um, that kids could also enjoy, made it a little bit funny, cast some, you know, cast fucking Chris Pratt or some other <laughs> fucking actor. As Jonesy. Um, I will laugh my ass off if Chris Pratt gets cast anywhere in Fortnite, but especially if he gets cast as Jonesy. And then Lucasfilms, don't they do um, that Star Wars thingy? What is it? The one that you write about or wrote about, Brandon? Star Wars? Do all the Star Wars. That what's they did all they did one the one that Brandon used to write guides for or I'm sorry the the what did you write for the name of it the Clone Wars thank you that's what I wanted to know the Clone Wars the Clone Wars looks really cool if they did some like Clone Wars Fortnite shit I'd probably watch it I'm glad you brought that up specifically because I was thinking that if this move this is rumor is true and it becomes a Fortnite movie I feel like if they really want to maximize it they have to get some like. Third party characters in there, like and Star Wars has been in Fortnite, DC and Marvel have both been in Fortnite. Walking freaking Dead has been in Fortnite, Street Fighter has been in Fortnite. I feel like this is their chance to do kind of like, uh, uh almost kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a lot of movies have been doing this multiverse shit. shit, multiverse shit. Like Space Jam recently did it, having all the uh, W, the, the Warner HBO Max characters on there. Uh, Lego Movie did it with all their Lego characters being in there, for example. Um, freaking Ready Player One, the movie had all those characters oh, in yeah. it. Like it's just been it's just been happening a lot lately. And lot I can't think to pull from. I, I exactly. I just can't think of any other any other the franchise that was being being brought to theaters that could stand to benefit more from having all those characters just thrown in there as many as they can because that'll get people to watch it because people like these characters and if they see them just all smooshed together, it sells tickets. Yeah, you know, that's the biggest thing, right? Like, uh, how many people went to see Ready Player One just because they knew that a character that they loved was going to be in it? I saw Hello exactly. Kitty in the trailer, and I was like, fuck, I had to go watch, because I love Hello Kitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they showed me a trailer, and I was like, oh, I don't play Overwatch. And then I saw Hello Kitty, I was like, oh, bitch, hey! And then I had to go watch a fucking movie. Um, Iron, so, Giant. You know, Iron Giant is what got me to see that movie, because I freaking love Iron Giant. And then you, you throw in celebrities, right? Like, uh, you've got celebrities in there. You've got characters from not just video games, but pop culture. Like, mm-hmm. fucking yes, just do it. You might as well. Uh, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy soundtrack has been revealed. Yes, um, sir, it has. And I don't care. I just care about how do you guys feel about soundtracks uh, with real songs in video games? Would it does it entice you? Do you like when you hear a you know a familiar song if it fits the mood, or do you just want you know? regular soundtracks i think um, go ahead kelly you can go first I, as someone who does not regularly stream but streams oh brandon streams too uh it really sucks to have known songs in games because you will get dmc8 on twitch uh very easily and you'll get copyrighted on a lot of other things but twitch will like if you get three strikes your account gets banned like there's no yeah. you know there's no coming back from that one um so that kind of sucks. I mean, to be honest, I don't care about the songs. Like, I like the music. I, I like games that have original soundtracks. I don't really like to just have known songs in there unless it's like maybe like an opening sequence or like a game trailer. But like, I don't really want to hear like, you know. <laughs> Take on me by AHA. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> But the thing with Guardians of the Galaxy is that the universe already exists and in it, he listens to these fucking songs. So like all those 80s songs that he always listens to, like I, it fits the theme. I'm not going to play this game. So I guess it doesn't matter. Can I say, actually, I am going to talk about the track list uh, really quick. So there's Take On Me, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Never Going to Give You Up, Kickstart My Heart, Don't Fear the Reaper, uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Those are just one, two, three, four, five, six songs, right? I love all the songs. I do as well. (laughs) I hate 
uh, not the songs. I hate that these are the songs that are going to be in this game because I already feel like this game is going to be so lame and I feel like it's relying so hard on like that that nostalgia theme like the it, it's such a meme. Like I feel like this game is such a meme and the soundtrack just makes me not want to play it. Um and I like those songs, right? I just don't want to see him ruin them in this game it's so annoying uh but i will say one of my favorite games that has like an actual soundtrack of real songs in it was lollipop chainsaw i don't know if you guys have ever played lollipop chainsaw you play as this cheerleader who with her boyfriend whose head is a zombie and you go around killing zombies with a chainsaw it's fucking crazy it's fucking great and there's this one like boss fight where Skrillex is playing in the background and it is the coolest fucking shit that I have ever played in my life and that song I didn't even know the song at the time um I don't even remember the fucking song but I just remember that moment being so epic so if I'm you do something like that picturing it being bangerang for some reason that's I, just what I'm be. like imagining it in my head be. imagine that but like you as a chainsaw yeah. wielding you know cheerleader fucking that'll shit be, up that would be sexy that's dope that that was what i always loved about the deadpool movies Mm -hmm. was the soundtrack because he'll like be cutting people's heads off to like dolly parton's (laughs) and you're like this is working those are great you know and then i think they did in deadpool 2 i think they did some skrillex actually they did some dubstep music which it's fucking intense it It always works works. it always works but the 80s music it will work but like wake me up before you go go with star lord and those really bad graphics i'm just like nah can't do it it depends on the context of course um but they all all those songs are like kind of on the same thread like an 80s like yeah like where's the you know different stuff but like i said that's like star lord's whole fucking thing he listens to those songs that his mom made the tapes like that's the whole thing Brandon? Yes. So, um, so first off, I want to just uh, say this real quick. Um, as far as the soundtrack is concerned, I just want to point out that they have said that you don't need to have any of these licensed songs in the game. Like they have, they do have like a streamer friendly mode, basically, where you can just put like, where it's just like silent. Similar. No, not silent. Like that's has, the worst. No, it's, it's not silent. Like the it's not silent. They just yes. they just have they, they just have they just have unlicensed <laughs> music that they make for the soundtrack okay. that you can listen to. As far as the context of when these songs will play, I don't know if this is the only time they'll get used, but they said that like during like like some of the previews that like when Starlord basically uses like one of his super attacks and like gathers the team together for certain attacks, he just sets on his Walkman and then the music will play. I don't know if that's the only time in which those songs will play, but they specifically highlighted that's one of the times that they would like the, that's when he'll put on like an 80s music will come on there. Cause I think during the uh the the non-streamer friendly stream of like uh the the when they were showing Guardians that one time, they they did have all that licensed music and then the streamer friendly version had like you know generic like 80s sounding music, but not any like specific artists or whatever. Now, like Kelly said, as far as like the context of it. Yeah, it, it was the same in the movie. Like, he would just jam out to the Walkman stuff while he was fighting, so it makes sense for it. Um, I don't know how some of those songs, like they said, like, uh, take on me while fighting enemies. I'm sorry, that's going to sound completely badass, in my opinion. Uh, something like something like Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go While Fighting, I don't know if that's going to flow as well. It's something It's something you got to, like, hear, hear what the fights, like, really get a sense of it, because sometimes songs like, you're playing that song for a fight, and then here's like, oh, shit, this shit pops. But, like, it's... <laughs> It just depends. I mean, I'm 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 going to play Guardians of the Galaxy, and I will be doing like a launch stream of it where I will definitely have that stream remote on just so I cannot uh, not not get us in trouble. But when I'm not streaming, which is going to be pretty much every other time playing the game, you know, Twitch that. has. Um, oh, sorry, I thought you were done. No, well, Twitch has what now? They they sent this thing out that they're working with uh, Universal Music Group or some specific. Mm-hmm. um music corporation to try to you know help out with that so hopefully hopefully that helps a little bit yeah that, hopefully that I helps mean, oh probably. i was i was about to bring something else up too like you were asking like how do we feel about licensed music and games in general i just think if the context is right it's cool like again you want the, especially in today's days you want there to be uh streamer options so you don't have to do that but in general like if we're just like considering just not the streaming aspect of it i mean 
I played Grand Theft Auto Five, and every time I was driving, I had that radio on, and I was just in some some bangers. <laughs> and like, I feel like what really makes the Grand Theft Auto uh, soundtracks great is just that the music that they, the songs that they choose. I know a lot of people. For example, we were talking about the trilogy earlier. Like a lot of people love the soundtrack of San Andreas and Fight City. It was iconic. They picked the they picked songs that really resonated with a lot of people. For me, it was the same with Five. There's a lot of songs in the Five soundtrack that I just put on the radio and I just really enjoyed. It was my song while I was while I was driving. I barely ever listen to the radio, whatever. I might do that when I'm streaming it, but that's another story. But uh, you know, as long as there are options, I think it's a it's a good thing. It it can be good. It's something that everyone can do because that's expensive to license those songs, especially for a video <laughs> game. But uh, when you okay can't do it, I Square Enix is making all the money from Final Fantasy XIV, so they can totally afford it. They can. They certainly ain't making that money from Marvel's Avengers. And they probably won't make it back from, you know, they probably will make it back from the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because people love Marvel stuff. So, and there's this still is, a dedicated fan base that is playing Marvel's Avengers. That's but, true. There, 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 there are those troopers out there. More power to them. So, uh, I want to shoot off a few things before we end. Fortnite now has a new skins return policy. You have 30 days after the purchase of your skin uh, to return it and get the money back in V-Bucks, not in cash. Uh, And, yeah, people feel a type of way about that. It used to be... a limited amount, uh, an, a limitless amount of time. Um, and now it's 30 days after the purchase and you don't get your money back. You get V-Bucks back. Uh, quick, how you feeling? I, the fact that they let you return skins at all. I mean, I would just wear it for 30 days and always return it. I You like, can only do two yeah. a year. I'm sorry. You can oh, okay. Sorry, oh, there you go. all right. All My right. bad. You can only do three returns okay. a year. Okay. Because okay. like, I, a lot yeah. of purchases virtually and digitally like that you don't get anything back Returns, so yeah. Even, exactly yeah that's exactly i guess three a year because people just abuse it people just buy them wear them for 30 days and return them and get v bucks and then just buy something else with it yeah you people buy will, people will people. buy their mandalorian yeah. outfit just go shoot people get some screenshots or a stream or whatever and be like okay give me my money back i'm done yeah. playing the mandalorian you just switch to something else i feel like the yeah. fact that they're giving you anything is like yeah, right. it's it, it's it's one thing that if you had it unlimited, then it because thirty days, sure, it's it's less than what you have. But like Kelly said, it's it's awesome that it's even an option. I'm just looking at it like from an objective point, but like yeah, it, it is shitty that if it went, you always want things to be better for the consumer, not worse. So, yeah. but that's also pretty good anyway. So Epic Games has finally credited Intersloss Among Us for Fortnite's imposter mode, and they have finally teased a collaboration. Uh, there was a series of tweets in which they said, hey, you know, this mode's really cool. It kind of inspired us. Maybe we should work together. And then Intersloss Among Us was like, hey, that sounds cool. Have your people talk to my people. And so it looks like we're finally going to get an official um uh, 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 Among Us collaboration in Fortnite. Um, also, Fall Guys was considering doing a red light, green light section for their game. And after Squid Game, they scrapped it. And after Squid Games has come out, they are considering re-putting it back into the game. So hopefully that's nice. going to happen. That's really cool. Um, anything really quickly on those two before I move on? Uh, for the first story, cool that that turned around, that it came around that way and that they're actually collabing. That's, that's neat. Um, second story, Awesome. I think I, I think that I think that's gonna work out to the having like really good timing to a mode that otherwise may not have done as well. Because Squid Game is really hot right now. Everyone's playing. Everyone's watching that. So literally, yeah. I have the red light, green light song in my head from TikTok. Oh no! Like playing it over and over. That's the song that plays whenever the the pink hoodie people are stuck in my head now. But that's that's another story. So Microsoft is also reportedly thinking about letting users repair their own devices. Uh, the company behind the Xbox is taking its first steps towards giving users the right to repair. This is from GameStop.com. This is going to be the last thing we're going to talk about. Next week, we're probably going to talk about a few more things, and they are going to include um, the trans employees of Netflix are planning a walkout. Uh, there's also um, a, a character that's being removed from an NFL game uh, for trans and homophobic uh, comments, even though he had wonderfully racist uh, emails that nobody gives a fuck about apparently because it only matters if you're transphobic or homophobic and some other great wonderful topics that are going to make us really upset uh but yeah let's end with the fact that microsoft is reportedly allowing players to um repair their own devices uh yeah how do you how would you guys feel about this 
I think it's, I mean, that's great. I don't think repairing them is really something that I would be interested in, but I cleaned out my PlayStation and it worked a lot better my PS4. Mm-hmm. People need to be able to open their devices without wo- voiding their warranty. I yeah. mean, I know mm-hmm. that, you know, you can obviously tamper with things, but like just to be able to clean it out, you should be able to like open it up or make it to where you can open it without taking off the fucking stickers and voiding everything. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not really fair. I mean, I guess I should have, I've had the same PS4 since literally the year it came out. So I'm cheap as fuck, but so I think people should repair their shit, but at the same time, I probably wouldn't try to do it. Cause I'm it up. <laughs> same. So there's some, they're reportedly going to be allowing, um, people uh greater access to parts and documentation by the end of 2022 which will allow them to be able to go in and work on their own stuff that's that's cool it's a really i mean you can deal. work on your you you can work on your own pc i mean yeah. whatever it's microsoft fuck it mm-hmm. do it well brandon anything really quick uh not too much thing neat that they're allowing this cool all right, cool. Uh, I think it's pretty cool too. Uh, I like Kelly. Will probably never do it myself. Uh, yeah, I will neither will I. Mash it in, but uh, the the fact that they're providing parts and uh, you know assets that are only available in Microsoft to uh, the public, in a sense, is really dope of them. And even like the PS Five, right? Um, it's really cool because you can just open that shit up and go to town. Like essentially, they made it so easy to open. Uh, you can install your own SSD. Uh, the same thing with the Xbox Series X. Uh, it's, you know, I don't know if I don't, actually. I'm not gonna say that because I don't know how easy it is to open because I've never opened it. Um, but everything has an opening, and everything also has an closing ending. Whatever I forget. Yes. And with that, thank you guys for listening for another week. Thank you, Brandon and Kelly. It was wonderful. We got through a lot of stuff this week. Um, lots of high tension things that are going to give me high blood pressure next week. And uh, with that, good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Bye. Good night, everyone.